Reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In those days, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are on trial today about a good work done to a cripple, as to how this man has been cured, be it known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God has raised from the dead, even in this name does he stand before you sound. This is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. From the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, when eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given him by the angel, before he was conceived in the womb. Praise to you, O Christ. May be seated. So we celebrate this feast to the most holy name of Jesus. The tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of Marjorie Ann Laville. The tabernacle candle in the Adoration Chapel burns this week in loving memory of Angela Bonnet. Traditional Christmastide celebration, known as Lessons and Carols, will be held this afternoon in the church at 3 p.m. The service of scripture and song tells the history of the fall of humanity, the promise of the Messiah, and the birth of our Savior in nine scripture readings, together with a carol, hymn, or anthem sung by the choir, uh, and in conjunction with those, a continuous meditation upon the great mystery of our redemption. We certainly encourage everyone, if possible, to be able to attend. Catholic author and evangelist Kathleen Beckman will be here at St. Agnes this Thursday and Friday to talk about strategies for defending and healing the family from demonic attacks, certainly prevalent in our world today. Today's bulletin has an, inser- an, an excerpt rather, from her book, her most recent book that she'll be speaking about, as well as information and details for the event. We also have a number of flyers in the back of the church. Feel free to pick one up and pass them along to others that you think might benefit or might appreciate um, the conferences themselves. We also have the, the Christmas calendar in the back, the illuminated calendar indicating the 12 days of Christmas as we anticipate for ourselves the Feast of the Epiphany in just a few days. As on that account, in the ordinary four masses this weekend, it is the Feast of the Epiphany. Uh, last night we had the blessing, uh, the solemn blessing for the Epiphany, uh, the Epiphany gifts, the Epiphany water, uh, together with the, the salt that is used in it, and the Epiphany chalk for the blessing of homes. Uh, so we have the, the salt and the chalk available in the front and the back of the church. We do have uh, the water, the Epiphany water in the stand there. Uh, we have some bottles that were donated to us uh, as well. If you didn't bring a bottle, you have a little, little containers to be able to give that uh, for yourself or to give to others uh, little Christmas gifts as we have the, uh, maybe on the 12th day of Christmas to give them Epiphany water, huh? Uh, but we'll have that, that same blessing also on Thursday night after, after the conference with Ms. Beckman. And so uh, if you would like to bring a larger amount of water, you're certainly welcome to bring, bring containers, galleries, whatever. Uh, that if you, have it, if you already have water, that would be great. We could just bless and consecrate that. Uh, but we're also planning to consecrate a, a, a large amount of water um, to be able to fill up uh, the tank that's in the baptistry so we can have Epiphany water for a good long while since it's so powerful and we need it. Huh? 
And so I uh, certainly encourage you all, uh, the, the, um, the epiphany goodies, if you will, the salt, the chalk, and the water are present here. So we can take it now as well as again on Thursday. And Nick Leo is, uh, will be in the back of the church immediately following this Mass, uh, selling the, the ten books calendars, uh, so the calendars that have the, uh, the dates and the, the, the liturgical dates and the feasts, as well as the historical feasts uh, for both forms of the, of the, of the Mass. Uh, and so a wonderful and also beautiful uh, gift for our homes. This Holy Mass is being offered for the intentions of Eleanor L. Plager. As we come and celebrate this feast of the holy name of Jesus, it's an important thing for us to recognize the power of a name. So many things are, you know, just simple ordinary things, but to have a name applied to something is uh, something of a, a greater importance. This is understood, particularly in the scriptures, where we see that the gift of a name says something about the person that whenever our Lord is named, it is his name means Savior. His name is his mission. When, he, when our Lord renames Simon Peter, it is his mission that he receives. I'm often reflected on that uh, same reality of my own, my own name actually means a steep hill. I've never known what to do with that necessarily. Apparently, maybe I am a steep hill to other people and difficult to deal with. Who knows? But each of us have a name, and it means something. Names mean something. It's an important thing, the gift of a name. To be able to name is to bestow some sort of dominion. It's that you have authority over the thing. Otherwise, it would reveal its name to us. This is, in fact, the case with God. It is God alone who is the one who comes to reveal what his name is. All the rest of us receive a name from someone else, usually. The simple fact is that the God has come down among us, and he has chosen to show us what his name is. It is not that we bestow one upon him. We simply accept the one given. In the Old Testament, the name that was spoken, I am who am, it was this name that was held in great reverence. And so, so solemn was it that one person was permitted once a year to utter it in proclamation, the high priest, I think, on the Day of Atonement. But it was something that was so highly revered. Also striking, just the, the fact of the power of a name is not something to be abused, particularly with God. Of, of the Ten Commandments, right, the, the basic starting point of the moral, of the, of the moral life, the Ten Commandments, which are the, the main things, right? The, 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 they're usually not in the, in the nitty-gritty of stuff. One of the Ten Commandments is to honor the name of God, to honor His name, the importance of a name. God has revealed His name. And when our blessed Lord came among us, He too was given a name. The name was given Him by Our Lady and St. Joseph, but it wasn't they themselves who chose it. Rather, it was God who gave it to the angel, and the angel gave it to Our Lady and St. Joseph, and thus it was given, it was received and bestowed. The name of Jesus is a powerful name, a terrible name to those who are not on his side, a fearsome name, but also with a sweetness. It is the greatest of joys to be able to call upon the name of the Lord. 
Whenever there are times of trial and darkness, it is for us to be able to call upon his name in holiness and in piety. Simply to say the name Jesus in the midst of darkness is to know that light comes, that there is consolation, that there is peace, that in the midst of bitterness of this life, it is like the sweetness of honey that comes to our lips, the sweet and adorable name of Jesus. And it's a tremendous gift, a most unexpected gift that it has been given to us because it is an unexpected gift that he has come to us. At first he was far distant, above the heavens, but now he has come down to us, and he walks here in our midst, drawing close to us, allowing us to call upon him by name, rather than to reserve it only for once a year or only for an individual or a few individuals in a particular time. He has given his name to us so that we may call upon him at any moment, anywhere we may find ourselves. It is for us to do so in holiness and in piety. Still to use his name in vain is offensive. It is for us to make sure that we use it well and use it with respect and with love. Adoring the most holy name of our Lord is a tremendous gift both for him and for us. It is to honor the mystery that he has come down among us. And for us, again, it is all sweetness and it is all power. To utter his name is to know that there is safety, that we need not fear anything, but rather that he is on our side, that we can turn to him and call upon his name. And by calling upon his name to draw close to us, to pray that he will remain with us and stay with us just as he has promised. We know that he has come and made his dwelling with us, that he walked among us, and that he continues to remain with us in the blessed sacrament in every tabernacle around the world. It is a tremendous gift. But to know that he also dwells with us in our very person, in a most mysterious way, how he comes to make his home with us, he tells us in Revelation, if we but open up our hearts, he comes to remain with us, to stay with us. And so anywhere we are, wherever there is darkness, where there is bitterness, where there is wickedness, where there is despair, it is for us to do a singular thing, to call upon his name, to allow the most terrible and powerful name in the heavens to come down once again to us on earth and to exercise his authority, to exercise his dominion, to cast out evil, to save us as brothers and sisters, as children, to bring us to light. We pray that as we offer this holy feast, honoring the most holy name, that is the concluding prayer of the post-communion prayer of this Mass, invites us and reminds us that one day it is our hope that he will also call us by name, and then he will greet us, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into your reward, and we will rejoice to see our name written under his in the book of life.